the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of That's a Shame. I'm Isaac and joining me as ever from what he's described just before we started the mics rolling as his best position yet, it's Declan. How are you, I'm Declan? very well seated. I've got mm. like back support, lumbar wow. support. A little even, massage boy. I've got a little cushion. Got a oh, cushion. very nice. Yeah, That's plush. Incredible. I know. That's luxurious. It's like the first time you go into a cinema and realise that cinema seats don't have to be horrible. They can be like an armchair, like in a picture house. There is... And um, it just broadens your scope forever. There's a, a cinema that I go to when I visit Cork with my uh-huh. girlfriend. And it is the most unjustifiably nice cinema like it has no right mm. to be that good because it's literally you're saying cork doesn't deserve it no it doesn't <laughs> and it's just it's not even <laughs> well, it's not even like in the middle of cork city it's uh-huh. in a kind of retail park on the outside of the city a place <laughs> called marne point can i just say that cork city sounds like like the worst pokemon bit in the original game <laughs> they're all named after like viridian or something cork cities where you get the pokemon who are just like cardboard cutouts <laughs> while you're learning what a pikachu is <laughs> it's just carry on. it's just a little sapling that's not got any eyes or <laughs> it's ears just a, like, or mouth. a cat it's, that's that it. has it's, no interest it's just a stick <laughs> you thought it was coming to life but it's just a stick that, you just you just open the pokeball and it just flops <laughs> out in the same way that a stick wood stick um, wood there's a little pun there hey, that I didn't mean. so Very enjoyable that's the kind of quality you'll get but this place like you go in you know there's like a nando's downstairs you go up an ele- uh-huh. an escalator you walk in it's a bit ben and jerry's or something like you always get in cinemas now you buy your uh-huh. tickets they're preposterously cheap you think oh my god what am i in for they have about uh-huh. 16 screens and they are all a enormous and B, mm-hmm. every single chair is about three chairs wide. It's incredible. Oh, that's <laughs> They're these huge, uh, automatically reclining leather ones with like a uh, huge space for your drinks and your snacks. It's absolutely incredible. I, it just, wow. there's no, it has no right to be that good where it is. I like it when there's like a, just one bastion of quality in an otherwise <laughs> barren. And I've not been to Cork, You've been so I don't cast aspersions. <laughs> If you're from Cork, why not get in touch? And I'm sure it's lovely. But yes, look, we've got at one hell of a show. This is a show for which the content has really written itself. And that very rarely happens with our show. Yep. We've had a barrage, an onslaught, but onslaught sounds negative. So a positive onslaught, like being attacked by someone you really like <laughs> of, uh, no, that's also bad. Of, <laughs> I uh, meant burden emails. in its most positive sense. <laughs> <laughs> So we've had, we've got emails, we've got reviews that I kept asking you guys to leave and then just forgot. Roundly ignored. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about that, but, but trust that we have got round to them now. Um, and of course, we've got the not Proust questionnaire that we are continuing to barrel through. But that's going to take a backseat today because before we get to that, I've got uh, some stories. Yeah. Declan sent me a message last night. Well, I sent before. you one a little while ago. I sent you one a few nights ago that said, uh-huh. I must tell you about the wedding. Oh, yeah. I see. I didn't even... That's just fallen out of my mind, given the magnitude of the second we, one. Which we, said, we've, we've spoken about how things are prone to fall out of your mind yes, <laughs> within a exactly. second. Well, especially if they're replaced by the Something teaser. Something bigger. 
remind me to tell you about something called Jamie's Disco. Exactly. <laughs> which sounds like a kind of 50s novel set in like <laughs> suburbia about an old man it's who a, may or may not be a paedophile. It's, it's like a Thomas Pynchon. It's like a follow-up <laughs> to Gravity's Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, let's... Um, well, I'm eager they're, they're very related, you see, which is the, the beauty oh, of it. Nice. So I went into Thematic. work. I went into work on Thursday and it's been a really weird stint of shifts that I've done this week because mm-hmm. I went in Thursday, which is like the deadest day of the week for the hotel normally. And there was a Thursday fucking, is. Yeah. And there was a fucking wedding going on. It gets married on a Thursday. I know. It, nonsense. So I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake. And the bar staff were saying, yeah, they've been, <laughs> I love their choice of word was they've been threatening to stay up till 4am. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, do it. <laughs> so I, you know, was sat there thinking, Jesus Christ, here we go. I'd be up the bar wow, trying to decipher drinks orders. Drunk people, <laughs> really drunk people, deciding what they want to drink is, th- in, in a group, is the most painful experience yeah. ever. Because you, you get given an order, and then whilst you're preparing it, the order is changing. People are shouting oh. across the... Was it uh, ice? Was it, Someone uh, did finds you want, a menu. Did you want ice in it? Oh, you don't want it? No, can't, no you can't have a water. <laughs> no, not water. No, 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 no. No, we're not having water. I'm not getting your water. It's Thursday. Don't be silly. Come on. Come on. No, we're celebrating. Yeah, we're celebrating. Like, you know, eight hours oh. into a wedding. <laughs> we're celebrating, oh, aren't we? Bless. And then people... So that's fun. Then, you know, people, then it's too expensive. Like, well, you, I've already given it to you. <laughs> you didn't ask me how much it was. I know it's very expensive. I won't <laughs> That's why I never buy it. That's myself. why I steal it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was sort of preparing myself for a tiring night. Mm-hmm. Um. And then a guy walked past in a bright purple suit. Oh, the Joker. Literally. Well. It was a Joker and... No. And... <laughs> what? No. Stop. What do you mean it was a literal Joker? He was literally the Joker. He was dressed as Heath Ledger's the Joker. He was dressed as, I believe, cartoon Joker. He was dressed as a cartoon version of Batman's The Joker at a wedding. Yep. What, at, was there, was at, anyone else in? No, well, this is the thing. It was at his wedding. Oh, so what you're telling me is he's mental. Yes. That's and, what but I'm you see, But you see, his wife, his now oh. wife, she'd come as Harley, Harley Quinn. Oh, it's a fucking mad wedding. Yeah. So we've answered the question of who gets married on a Thursday. And it's mentals. That's them. But here's the thing that's really tragic about it. So I asked, I'm like, oh yeah, it's like a Joker and Harley Quinn themed wedding. I was like, that's not a thing, <laughs> first loose. of all. That's not that's <laughs> Don't not a say thing. that like it pre-exists that <laughs> sentence as a concept. It's like before its own conception that anyone else had done this. But what was even better was... It was a really poorly done Joker and Harley Quinn. I did hope it would be. Because they were the only ones taking part in the theme. Oh, no. Do you think they forgot to tell him or do you think they told them and all their friends and family are quite normal? And we're just like, surely it's a joke. Surely it's a joke. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I I feel like it was quite possibly intentional. But even within their own theme, like he just had the suit on. There was no, he didn't go face paint or anything. Oh. He just had the suit on. He didn't even have, like, scars on his face? Nope. And what about and his hair? Is... Was it interesting nope. or no? No, very boring. Weird. And he was wearing glasses, which the Joker doesn't. 
the Joker would eat those glasses and then vomit up a mixture of stomach lining. A device and designed to kill the Batman. The yeah. <laughs> Straight into Batman's <laughs> eye sockets. Um, but worse than that was that the bride um, wasn't really dressed as Harley Quinn. Well, you kind of hope not. She was wearing time. some very preposterous heels, which I later oh. learned she had come to the hotel a week beforehand to practice walking in. <laughs> oh, like someone, sweet. like someone had to. No, no, she was a, a bitch. Oh, horrid. <laughs> Thank I you. Hope they break. <laughs> no, like she demanded at about seven o'clock that someone be there, the wedding planner be there at eight to oh. help her do this. To help her walk, yeah. To Just, help her, te- okay. to help her test out the room. So the room had to be vacated. This, That's like this something woman, that psychics know, do. Th- this woman had to come in, even though it was her day off. She, the bride was an hour late, and then her maid of honor was half an hour later than that. She'd walked as well, and then they spent two hours <laughs> walking, like walking around the room. Yeah, practicing <laughs> Quiet, the most people. basic of steps. Oh, wow. So it was mostly the extent of her costume. Mm-hmm. She was just wearing a normal bride's dress. Dress. But in order to, you know, fulfill the Harley Quinn theme, she walked oh. down the aisle holding a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking haunting. Imagine Watch getting married and someone image. was walking towards you. Apparently, like, <laughs> doing that really sinister kind of, like, knocking it on the floor as you walk. Yeah. As well. Trailing it along like the benches and people's shoes. Or so like just clatters. Or like the bear dew in, in Glorious Bastards oh, yeah. when it comes out of that tunnel. That would be a hell of a wedding theme. <laughs> a little bit tasteless. Imagine sending out invitations to our bear dew <laughs> hey themed um, wedding. <laughs> don't know what you're doing, but if you're a fan of Tarantino. Okay, so she only, she hadn't done face paint or anything. Nope. That's lazy, isn't it? That annoys me more than this, if she'd gone yeah, all out. This, this is the thing is that like, I I can well I can stomach people having such <laughs> yeah. a shit themed wedding if you commit like if you're going mm. all in but being like oh we're gonna have a Joker and Harley Quinn themed wedding oh how are you doing that well I've got a purple suit jacket and she's got a baseball bat because <laughs> that just sounds like they had those things by accident yeah already, and, and they were just latched onto the theme in hindsight I, I refuse to believe that in two years time looking back on their photos they won't go that was probably a bit shit wasn't it. <laughs> no, I'm certain that the kind of person who does that is never capable of reflecting. Oh, okay. Like, well, I think that actually, maybe, I reckon that he will. I reckon he'll realise, but he won't say. Did you get the sense that it was her initiative? And was that uh, because al- of the baseball? Bat? Almost certainly, yeah. I just, I'm really curious. What I was going to say before is I don't know, like, a huge amount about the, the DC Joker and Harley Quinn universe. But uh, first of all, I understand that they're in, like, a very abusive relationship. Yep. So that's not necessarily what if you're if something your to aspire. Like, yeah, if your wedding is supposed to be like the peak, and then it's all like, oh, we just sail into death together from there. Then I don't think you want to start at a point of domestic abuse. And then also, just as characters, like how much is there to latch onto to be like what best represents our relationship? Oh, is the Joker and Harley Quinn like? I don't think she's in that much, Harley Quinn. She's not like a big pop culture figure. And she's very much second fiddle to a whole host of more interesting people. It's just like, I can't imagine caring that much about a relatively minor character. 
It's, it's odd, isn't it? I don't know why people, but people really do consider it something to uh, to which they aspire, like the Joker mm. and Harley Quinn. I I don't know they if they just think that they're cool. Or I think it's because like, Margot Robbie is really attractive. Mm, I don't know. Like, it's not... Because it's more based on... The, the personalities. On their sort of mad... Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a vibe. Their madness and, you know, oh, they're, they're two different rebels in a world. Murderous. No one understands them and, and, you know, and their relationship. It's turbulent. Just my timeline is always just littered with people sharing bullshit really? about, like... Oh, I want love like them. What? No, you what? don't. You you want these are the kind of people who try and fuck both Fred and Rose West. At the same time. <laughs> these are the people there, that... but for the grace of a baseball bat goes that <laughs> wedding theme. These are the people who write to to Bronson, asking yeah. him to marry, send them. him pictures of their eyelids, yeah. and ask if they're the new Jesus. <laughs> ask for one of his haunting little pictures, or maybe <laughs> or one of his poems. poems fucking love his poems we should do a we should read some of his poems if we're so sure that this will never make its way into charlie bronson's ear what is it, the uh the, the yorkshire ripper lost an eye what a pity he didn't die that was a classic line it's so lovely the couplet it's the and then i like that he ends he ends it with um uh the yorkshire ripper lost an eye pity it wasn't both eyes. <laughs> oh! He's done him there. He's done him there, Bronson. Um, at Cynical Declan, Charlie Bronson, if you're listening, <laughs> you can have a chat but, over there. But yeah, on the theme of um, of dressing up. I'm so curious. Oh, okay, that's the theme. End of events. Right. We must If move, Jamie rocks up as the Joker in We must story. move on to Jamie's disco. Now, Jamie um, is actually his real name. It's not right. even a... A, a pseudonym. I mean, it'd be a fucking like. No offense to anyone called Jamie, but it's hardly like a name that screams disco. <laughs> like, it's not the most well, fun. No, name. But this was this was a school disco. Okay, this was like a year five six disco. And Jamie uh, is one of my mm. brother's friends. He had a few friends around last night to uh, to celebrate his birthday. Okay, and uh, Jamie was forced to tell me this story. Um, but Jamie himself was too drunk to tell it and also somewhat <laughs> reluctant. Mm-hmm. So uh, so another friend took up the baton. Nice. And this is how it went. Jamie had a school disco in year five or six, one of the end of year ones. How old is Jamie now? Uh, Jamie is now probably 21. Okay. Um, Already I like knowing that this is an event that's stuck with him to this yeah. point, that he's still reluctant to transfer it. And uh, they always had a kind of uh, theme mm-hmm. uh, so that you could have fancy dress. And this year's theme was Greece. Not the country. No, the musical. Good. Yes. Um, this didn't necessarily all translate to Jamie. Uh-huh. So Jamie turned up to a school disco and he went into the hall and the hall was filled with people in pink jackets and leather mm. jackets, slick back, back hair. hair, curls, the whole lot. There's, you know, Chuck Berry and Elvis Presley playing over the speakers. Someone came as a car. Now, poor Jamie... Jamie had never heard of the musical Grease. Okay. 
Um, and so he was somewhat confused. Now, at this point, it was my assumption that Jamie had arrived in a toga. Right. But it turns out it was worse than that. <laughs> because Jamie asked his mum, <laughs> Mum, what do Greek people wear? And his, his mum, who had recently been on holiday to Greece, came back and said, they dress a lot like waiters. <laughs> what? Right. So Jamie, what a weird Jamie, thing to say. Jamie, Jamie's mum dressed him up thus. And this is how Jamie stepped into the hall for the Greece disco. <laughs> he was wearing... He was wearing a baggy white T-shirt, cargo shorts, and a belt. Oh, no. <laughs> and everyone Jamie. in there, this fucking grease lightning is roaring out through the speakers. The 50s just came <laughs> jarring to a halt with the, like, <laughs> the record scratched. Ja- All ja- eyes on this atrocity. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie's like so confused and like going home and telling his mum, well, apparently people from Greece, they all wear leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> the men wear leather. Everyone in Greece <laughs> is in a gang, mum. <laughs> and so he just had to spend the disco in this like baggy oh. white t-shirt. He stays like, where he didn't go home. Looking like, no, looking like someone who sort of serves you seafood on the coast. Oh bless him! I, That's a formative tragedy, isn't it? That, that would—I bet he's like just scared I would, of. I would society. never dress again, <laughs> just in case. I would have such major trust issues. Like I'd never talk to my own mother again. I'd be like, but what, you've this, thrown that's, me down." That's the my favourite aspect of the story: is knowing that someone, um, <laughs> someone's child came to them and said there's a Grease theme to the school disco <laughs> and their parents' assumption was not the musical, not ancient Greece, but just what do modern Greeks dress like? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking boring concept. It's only because she'd been on holiday, I'm sure. It must Because be, she was yeah. probably like just reminiscing about a particularly nice seafood restaurant she went to on the coast. Imagine thinking that a whole country dresses like the people you happen the, the to seven people while you're that there. <laughs> that would be like going on a plane and being like, God, they all wear suits, those people that live in the sky. <laughs> they all wear these lovely little hats and they gesture at the doors. Oh, Mad. Oh, that's horrid. School discos are rampant with that kind of thing. And I can only imagine, yeah, that uh, listeners must have some experiences they could share. TAS at shame.city, if you do. We can make it our once every six months feature. I'm, to- I'm going to uh, to bring up, because uh, I know that you were probably going to, uh, to thank one of our listeners, Emily, mm-hmm. at the end of the show for her yep. little gift. That she said. Delightful gift. Check out Twitter, guys. But uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to out Emily as a dreadful person. Okay. That's bad. With one of my own formative school disco stories. Okay. Paint a picture. How old are you? Oh, this must be year six. No, no, it must be year five, I think. So you're like 10, yeah, 11. Yeah, something like that. That sort of age. Uh, Emily and a simpler I. Simpler time. Emily and I, we were, we were best buds. Aww. We're best friends. And uh, school disco, end of the year, it's you know, a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. You come in, everyone stands at the edge or goes and buys sweets. That's it. Nobody yeah. dances cups for, the first, for the first nine hours. Yeah. 
they're playing some sort of pop song that doesn't have Put a... Put your hands up, year six. Yeah, they're playing a pop song that doesn't have a a pre-organized routine to it, like the Macarena oh, on no Saturday night. no one knows night. what to do. So nobody bothers. <laughs> Cha-cha, slide or bust. Yeah. Um, so I was there, you know, Emily and I have been... Uh, <laughs> I love that I was there is the best way to describe your relationship with this... That, that is it. Fun. Like I was just, I was, I was just present. I was there. <laughs> I happened to exist in parallel with it. I was present. I was waiting for uh, Eminem's "Without Me," the clean version, to come on, so I could show off the fact mm-hmm. that I knew seven of the words. Yeah, nice. Uh, and that I knew where all the swears were. Ooh. Oh, and you could do that thing where you like cover your mouth, like, "Oh, you guys aren't ready for this language." Yeah, like an absolute rude boy. That's it. That was me. Always have been. Always will. I can picture it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a ten-year-old white supremacist, <laughs> um, and obviously one of the focal points, the, the, the very finale of of all these discos, is uh, is the slow dance song. Mm-hmm. And somehow this means more than anything when you're younger, more so I think than when you're older. When you're older, it's just a, a bit of a piss take, really, and no one cares. Uh-huh. Everyone just goes home. Everyone's out in the parking lot. <laughs> taking drugs <laughs> getting drunk that's it but at uh apparently this was a big thing this was mm. it this was where you found out who liked whom it's a melting pot and, of like uh, hormones and emily and i we had this uh i, I was going to call it an unspoken arrangement but i i actually think it was a spoken arrangement mm-hmm. a that, pact. that we would that we would dance together you know right. uh it is always either going to be Robbie Williams Angels or the or the theme oh, from Titanic. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What a fucking depressing song to dance to. So, <laughs> so uh, I mean, obviously, I had fingers crossed for Robbie. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. This is also this is like kind of a second act of a Disney kids like live action disney film yeah where they're like away at camp like parent trap style and they're like they've made their pact because neither of them thinks they're gonna like make anything of it and then i can just feel the disappointment swelling those opening chords rang out <laughs> i was uh purchasing myself Every some night in my <laughs> <laughs> i was purchasing myself uh some strawberry laces a little, a little top up of the old laces yep can't, Deal those can't be without later. them have them in the top pocket of my... Cut them with uh, some sherbet, have make me, a little profit. Have them, have them in the, the top pocket of my combined T-shirt and shirt. Mm, nice. <laughs> Easy access. Built-in layers, ready, you say. <laughs> ready to distribute to look like an absolute god. Any lucky girl that happens to lay eyes on them. I hear them kind of ring out um, in the little atrium where we were. And mm-hmm. uh, it's slightly faint and echo. It's through the glass door, but it's unmistakable. You know, the, mm-hmm. the red lights are gone, the blue lights are up. Mm-hmm. So I make my way. This, this, of course, ladies and gents, really in, in the days before we all had mobile phones, <sighs> or at least at my age. So there was no, like, texting someone, where are you? You yeah. had to go and find them. You had them. to use old uncle eyeballs. You had to just go and walk with your own two feet. <sighs> Every day is like a game of battleships for your own friends. Into the hall I walk, mm-hmm. closing the glass sliding door behind what me. What was your mood? Were you like... Were you doing it exhilarated? Were you at that age, were you like aware of the kind of inherently cinematic oh, moment that absolutely. this was? Like walking back in, there's the all shot. eyes turn. There's the shot from kind of shoulder height from the distance, me, like my head peeking above the crowd, looking. Yeah. 
wondering. There's maybe then a shot from behind me showing the vastness of the hall that's actually probably about 10 feet wide in reality. <laughs> the DJ is like the, someone's nan. Yeah, the sea of people in front of me. And uh, I kind of push my way through the throngs of people. You know, they've divided into the dancers and the gossipers. Oof. And I make my way into the centre. And there is Emily. Dancing with Connor fucking Farmer. Connor Farmer? The, is that a real name? Yep. Well, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like his name. Well, you were right. He was a prick. Wow. I specifically did not like him. Uh-huh. Before or after this? Oh, before. Well, obviously not after. Before, oh, So certainly. you already didn't? Yeah. Oh, no. And Emily had... And that's like the ultimate betrayal. Emily had chosen to leave me bereft. Left discarded dejected mm. to eat my strawberry laces alone in the corner with the gossipers and the ugly kids strawberry laces for one like a sad lady in the tramp yep um i don't know what connor's up to these days i've i haven't heard any podcasts that he's put out um, <laughs> so clearly he's not doing that well looks like you came out on top in the long run and i think maybe that was what spurred you on to be the person you are today it gave you that drive that resilience maybe no? you're right maybe you're right yeah or maybe it just maybe I'm maybe right. really annoyed. Maybe I'm. <laughs> Who will never or maybe, know? Or maybe it's meaningless, and I'm still upset over nothing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if that hadn't happened, though, you'd be like doing a podcast called "This Is the lovely, Joys of Life." It'd just be yeah, it'd just be eight hours every day of you just skipping in meadows, prancing around, telling us how nice bumblebees are. Okay, look, we've left too long before coming on to the real focus for me of this show. I know, which is. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I'm embroiled in an absolute <sighs> hurricane of insanity, which is the Facebook group called Flat Earth No Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if they expected that to <laughs> that work. To work. <laughs> so trolls read that and go, "Oh, I win. Oh no, okay. Well, oh, I this one's not. I was going to click join, but no, fair enough." Um, Tags, Flat Earth, Truth, New World Order. That's the three for three there. And basically what it is, is what it sounds like. It's Facebook's largest collection, 33, no, 30,000 strong um, of people who call themselves various. They haven't quite decided on a unifying name for them, but the one that I see the most is Flattest. <laughs> which is a fucking joke of a name. Um and yeah, it's just a big group of people who believe in the flat earth. So I've joined it. Um, not Do you believe troll, in, the, really. in the flat earth? Well, I didn't. And then... But wait, read, but hang on. You didn't... But you joined... Any, you weren't... Well, because I wasn't a troll. You're not a troll, are you? No. I'm just there to, to learn and research. And so I didn't... I went in, you know, with a firm belief oh, in see. what was, they called so it, being... I was a globist. So it was about... Um, like broadening your horizons. Pretty much, your which is ironic because that's <laughs> a very, it's a real uh, sticking point in their ideology. But having spent maybe three hours on like on the train back reading while we were waiting to set up the show, like while I was having dinner, just scrolling through, reading their attempts at memes and discussion, um, I can now confirm that the earth has never been more round. Than it is <laughs> oh, I today. see. Well, you're, no, but you're, you, no, but you've been in this group for a while, so you must have seen yeah. all their evidence. They're oh, big on evidence, a lot aren't of they? It, yeah. They're big on evidence. They love evidence. As long as it's not and from so, the government, 
fucking well, cheating of course bastards. Not, because they're, you know, they're cultural Marxist, statist, satanic elites. Oh. And I think we all know that to be true I know last, in our heart of hearts. I know you said this last time about the phrase uh, time theft. But oh, yeah. imagine Marx's. Marx's own reaction to anyone <laughs> anyone using the phrase cultural He would have grabbed Marxism. the gnawed upon shin bone of the person that he just cannibalized for using time theft and dug it straight into the arteries, each and every one of whoever dared put his name next to cultural to create a wild bit of nonsense. But I thought, yeah, just to introduce listeners, because I think you could go through life quite happily and quite easily in 2017 assuming with that kind of you know that naivety we have where we're like people are probably not going to vote for brexit and then you wake up and they have (laughs) you're like oh turns out the country is not what you thought in the same way i think that the majority of people who haven't delved into this personally would assume that the whole concept of their even like being the most minute possibility of a flat earth had long passed us by but I'm here to tell you that it has never been stronger. It's alive and well. So their FAQ post is what's going to make the bulk of this. And I thought we could just analyze some of it. I've gone through and made a little notepad document of my favorite bits. It's pretty long. Uh, The original post has 34 points. (laughs) So I've narrowed it down to like five or six. Okay. And um, just want you to get a sense of the kind of community it is and like the, the kind of person that would be drawn to it. Yeah. It starts off, it's posted by a man called Tony. He's one of the admins of the group. He might be the founder. I, I just don't know anymore. It's a very egalitarian regime. Welcome to our Flat Earth community. We've created a document that contains all of the house rules for our group. You can find it under the files section as codeofconduct.pdf. Thanks, Tony. Please read and use this post as both a reference and a guide. We've tried to cover as many questions that we normally get from new people and hope this will help you in your studies just leave, leave studies. No, 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 sorry, studies. So the, these people, they're not just... Uh, oh, they're not just like not random just mentors. They're, they're not, academics. No, no. Oh, they are. They, so yeah. they are studious. They're well, scholars. I mean, not, in the, not in the sense that they've got any credentials or have ever had an education, maybe. But that's just like what but the they're using calls academics. They're using the scientific method, yeah. Well, more or less, I'll say. What? Yeah, like they've they've heard of it. Oh, okay. What they're doing is is an offshoot of science, I suppose, in in a sense. What would you call? Um, what would you call uh, this offshoot if you had to hmm. label it? Well, it's not. I would call it. It's not not bullshit, but it's kind of around that sphere. I mean, disc. And it's very. It's loitering. <laughs> yeah. In the neighbourhood of bullshit. Yeah, it's been there long enough that it's it's got the same smell. At the end of the question section, there is, and this is going to be my favorite bit, a long list of subjects you can do a search online about, written like a grandma. We think you'll find it very informative. And when he says long list, like, it, after 34 points of, like, FAQs, he just has, if you doubt Flat Earth, research the following. And there are just so many all caps terms that we'll get to later. So the first point, now if you were... Put yourself in the position of this Tony, right. the flat okay. earth man. The first and like uh, most central. Tony's point. got a lot of, you know, he's got a lot of responsibility on him here, hasn't he? He's yeah, he's, he's as got... representative of flatists everywhere. Uh huh. Absolutely. All, so he's all not only... along the plane of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
So he knows that there are no trolls going to be reading this, so he doesn't have to bother with them. That's not his audience. Uh, they've been deterred already. But what he does know is that he's got to appeal to both the diehard flattists and people who are kind of on the fence, like they're, they're just doing their research, their studies. Um, what what would you say would be like the, the key point to lead with? Like the, the, the first question you're going to have. Well, um, I suppose maybe something about all the pictures of the of the round earth. Oh, do you mean uh, question? <laughs> Let me see where it is. I have to scroll down so far. Question twenty two. That's only the twenty second concern. Yeah, is no, photographic are, evidence. They're not bothered about. They've done like flimsy away with that. Any <laughs> anything could be in a photo, and always could have been. Yeah, I mean, what is it? It's just pixels on a page, right? right. Anyone okay. can do those. Maybe something what about he's maybe something for. about gravity. Gravity? That's that's solved like in the late thirties. That's just another. That's just another of. That's just that's another an of the government's lies. Yeah, that's like a single sentence hand wave of an answer. What he started with is um, the kind of tone that I think really it, it sets up an organisation as authoritative. Um, definitely not on the fringe of society. Right. Non-conspiratorial as well. The Flat Earth Society, brackets, and now the Infinite Plane Society. Of course. Don't worry about that. Our government shill run and infested with trolls. A shill is essentially going to be someone pretending to be a Flat Earth believer and asking various questions, all of which will likely be on this list. But get this, instead of listening to the answers, their sole intent is to deny your answer. It doesn't matter what it is. They are literally being paid, don't know by who, to waste your time and turn newcomers away. Anything you read there may have been quote-unquote disinformation designed to make the movement seem pre-debunked, which is a nice word, and form a bias. Please look through this without a bias. You've been misled. Oh, right. So he's he's actually against the official Flat Earthers. The official Flat Earth Society is government. Well, had you not heard that the government had taken over it? No. It's interesting that the the government's running both sides of the argument. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It's government all the way down. I love Um, the idea that the government decided the world was a globe. But it's quite fundamentally but, but, beautiful as like, a concept. And also, the, what is the motive, do they believe? Well, is that explained in these points? Look, let me skip ahead. Um, <laughs> please, there are two, please do. Skip right, as much of this nonsense as possible. <laughs> Question five is, um, apparently this is an, an FAQ, because it's very US-centric. Um, yeah, interesting. That. The whole community. And, you know, that's not to say anything about I leave it to listeners to make their own minds up about anti-intellectualism in America. That's far be it from us to weigh in across the pond in that manner. Mm. But one of the big questions that, that people have is when they say stuff like government run, you're like, well, you realize that there are different governments in, in different countries, but don't worry about that because number five, the question that they're frequently asked is, <laughs> it's so frequently asked that it's just been boiled down to a not quite grammatical phrase. China and Russia are lying too? Question mark. Yes, all government follows the same cause. Get this for a sentence. All government leads to Rome, which kisses the hand of the Rothschild Empire. I urge you to look into this aspect. So that's that sorted. Like, uh, I, I no, sorry, no. <laughs> that's alleviating all your concerns. I urge you to look into this. Yeah, so it's not. Just so is it the government or is it the Rothschilds? 
What do yeah. they have to gain yeah. from the, the Earth being round? <laughs> just, why not? It's just a joke. Here we go, though. Question 12. Why lie? Question mark. Um, not uh, to preempt your response. I wouldn't say this is a comprehensive answer. Oh. Because basically it boils down to the fact that the jury is still very much out. And believe it or not, they haven't come to an exact reason as to why anyone Are would lie about you this in the kidding? first place. Well, you know, what can they do? They're working their hardest. Um, the reasons vary from hiding a creator. Okay, so apparently God's underneath the but earth, the disc earth. What, how does the shape of it, either way... Because you can't hide You can't hide behind a sphere. You can hide inside a sphere. Yes, but that's where there's, there's all... I love the like, idea that it, God is just, like, crouching <laughs> under the plate, like the big just, fucking tortoise in the Discworld novels. That's they think that is. the sun and moon work because, like, God's playing ping-pong with himself from underneath <laughs> with his big arms. He's like, <laughs> it's like it's, it's Steve McQueen in, uh, in uh, The Great Escape, just, like, throwing that baseball <laughs> up against the himself. wall. Yeah. Um... So hiding a creator, that could be one there. Uh, hiding more land past the southern rim. Control. <laughs> That's one of the reasons. It's just control. They just, they just love it. It's just like, They get off on, uh, on, on people believing them. Yeah. Money. Brackets. Money. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> <Ow. laughs> <They're> doing... <laughs> what money is to be made well, from this no, lie? No. They have... <laughs> <laughs> Who's paying? It's the globe, globe salesman. Which, which like brand? <laughs> it's like it's globe salesman and gravity, <laughs> gravity fiends. Famous, famous for having such intimate control over the they stock actually market. Run all the casinos. <laughs> um, no, but here, look, you doubted them, but in brackets, he said the NASA budget of twenty billion a year is not being used on space. No sources there, but it's not. Well, we'll it's not him. being used on space. <laughs> Well, it's basically just fire cash cards into fucking like like it's like it's something that they're having to buy up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like Monopoly. I just picture NASA like firing one rocket up that has an ATM attached that's just set to like continuously expel money, like it's vomiting notes into into space. And then, um, so that was how many so far? Hiding a creator, hiding more land, control money. The list goes on. (laughs) That's it. That's all he's oh, got that's to it. Say. Oh, the list goes the list on. goes on is his final phrase. <laughs> there is more to this. I just, you know, yeah. it's up to you to, to find it. Uh, look, one of the big questions that I had when I first started delving into this today was was number two. So to okay. be fair, he's prioritised right, this quite well. Where is the edge? To ask this question, first you have to understand the map. Google the Gleason's <laughs> you have map to understand the, the map. map. Right. Now I've got a picture of the map well, here which un- I'll send to unless you. unless <laughs> the map is of an of an infinite plane there is no, an edge. Not quite. What there is, right? It turns out that <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of spherical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about that for now. The South Pole is not a pole. It's a giant wall. Like in uh, Game of Thrones. Right. Except that wall's straight and this wall's a big circle that keeps us in. Um, now, there's one bit of that wall called the Summer Gate. And if you open, I sent you a link in our little show notes oh, yeah. thing. You'll see that the Summer Gate, which is um, to the towards the top left of this map, which I'll have linked to on shame.city, is also known as an unpronounceable collection of letters. 
that might be the something. The Bawabatra. <laughs> yeah, that's Bawa, the Bawabatra. Yeah. No, or I and suppose so, there's a hyphen, so it'd be the, the Bawabatra. Yes, that's nice. I like that. All right. Um, but what's crazy is that outside of the South Pole and therefore outside everything that we've ever seen on a map, there's only another like seven continents, including Thoth, the moving <laughs> island, which is my fucking favourite, other than the two that Thoth. are marked Yar and Yar. There are two like a black and white Thoth. dot called Thoth, Yar Yar. The moving island. <laughs> it sounds like Hal's moving castle, like shit follow up. And, th- and, and there's, there's, then um, there's another ice wall around the edge. Yeah. And I, I don't know why they think it stops there necessarily. I also, given that this is obviously based on nothing that anyone's ever observed, <laughs> why they've come up with such specific shapes I like that for the, um, land And masses. people will be able to, to see this when they, uh, when they look at the map, that Hapis yeah. is next to identical to North and South America. <laughs> and Gemini <laughs> is strangely reminiscent of Europe. <laughs> it's almost like there's a, a theme. Worry about it. They didn't just copy and paste bits of the map. I mean, they actually could have done exactly that. Um, this, but look. What, it's, I mean, why? Wh- where? Like it, well, I'm just, it. I'm just really fascinated that I never knew that beyond, <laughs> beyond believing that the earth that is flat. More. They also believe yeah. there's a whole other bigger Earth outside that is also yeah. flat. I I don't know how you've not been on board. There's with also that apparently because everyone knows. there's also apparently a, an, another kind of couple of islands in in our universe. Oh no! Wait, what is <laughs> Set and Anubis? I think that's the. Uh, what I think maybe one of them's the moon. But what's the other? I tell what's you Anubis? Why. Oh. Now, this might be to do with... So they think there's... The, I mean, there was an eclipse recently visible in North America, like the first one in a while. Oh, yeah. And from what I... Because I've only joined this group recently, I'm only seeing the aftermath. Oh, I see. So but they believe there's something it, else that covers... Yes. The- yeah. That's how they decide on the eclipse. There's a lot of catastrophe in the group. I think some <laughs> well, people probably not, split with the idea. It's not because it <laughs> revealed the whole thing to be bullshit, is it? <laughs> No, it's because people didn't know whether it was Set or Anubis that was getting in the way. Oh, I see. But look, um, here's another thing you might have been wondering. So, going back to the the text (laughs) about the shape of the Earth, where's the Earth? Sorry, doesn't New Zealand look like it's just about to fall out of the summer gate? (laughs) It's just one one second away from just slamming into Happis. It's trying to reunite with Thoth. become the secondary moving <laughs> island um so back to the shape on where the edges it is a flat disc shape with the north pole in the center and antarctica instead of being a large continent on the bottom is actually the southern rim of the known world to get there you'd only need to start Sorry, what anywhere does in the south world. even mean if you're if, it, if you're Don't on a flat plane <laughs> they talk they've talked about it it basically comes down to left and right <laughs> it's like it really loses a lot of momentum as a concept cardinal directions regardless of where you are in space i suppose yes what good uh because it comes back to gravity like they don't think down exists as a concept but we'll get onto that don't worry Um, to get as a concept yeah don't worry about it you'd only need to start anywhere in the known world and follow a compass south brackets not actually listen to the definition of south you'd have to follow a compass south brackets not actually a singular point it's simply opposite north. <laughs> Isn't that fucking brilliant? That's a it's beautiful explanation. Like, that's a great way. It's like the most hand-waving. That's like the, the Black Adder when they have to rewrite the dictionary and they're like, oh, 
dog, not a cat. <laughs> cat, not a dog. <laughs> I just define everything by its opposite and just leave it be. Um, try and finish this sentence for me. You would hypothetically reach the Antarctic ice, which is exactly what you think. Now, how would you answer? It's exactly what you think, colon. You think Cold. it's a giant ice wall. <laughs> That's, That's right. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> What's beyond that? Only speculation follows oh, that question. Only speculation. There's no but telling how far Only speculation, <laughs> apart from this clearly defined, drawn, named, <laughs> labelled map, including yeah. Thoth. The movie, I, I love that in the pure speculation, someone went, a bit boring if it's all still. What, I, reckon, I reckon there's we pro- have at least probably one. one island that just fucks about the normal place. Name. <laughs> um, this is great as well. Only speculation follows that question. There's no telling how far you can travel, scare quotes, south, or what you'll find. If you tried to do this, however, and this will answer another question you might have had, you would be stopped. Now, who do you think you'd be stopped by? The Rothschilds. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. They parachute yeah. in. Just kick you in it's the not, face. It's a bit not the government, boot. is it? Well, it's the navies of the world. You oh, know, they're all, all in the on world. it. So the government yeah, is the, the, the world government. Yeah, it's the UN. <laughs> That's them. That's what it stands for. Um, but it's specifically the navy's job as well. Right. Even though it's a nice What war. if you tried to fly south? No, the Navy. Navy will stop you. No, but... <laughs> They'll fly that boat right up there. I know the Navies have planes, so don't don't email him with that. But specifically, you'd be stopped has, Have they got the anyone Navy's. from the Navy who is a flat earther? To agree to this Yeah, to kind of... Uh, I assume so. I mean, you wouldn't deny. have just written this, would you? You wouldn't have just made this up. <laughs> wouldn't have just piled this bullshit one on top of the other, till the, it's an the great, unfathomable heap of lies. The same academic who came out with Thoth the Moving <laughs> Island would not lie about something as intrinsic to our belief system. It's not the it. guy who said vaccines cause autism, is it? Probably is. I think he got that idea from Thoth as a concept. Um, but what's interesting about this Navy system that they have in place, so I'm, I'm assuming that all around the southern rim, this giant ice wall, there must be like cameras and quite how they beam images back over the internet to their control well we won't worry about no, without satellites no, of but only after you go 60 degrees south will you be stopped because that's apparently the antarctic treaty says so it was signed within a year of nasa's formation as well so there's a bit of so it's uh, specifically unrelated NASA. Fact. they're really they seem to be the leaders in this whole thing yeah wow. um so we've got We've had why lie. We've got some more specific points here, like the science of it, basically. Right. Because that's what's difficult, isn't it? You've got to like narrow down how it works as a concept. So people, one question, number eight, what about the stars and planets? Well, what you've been presented with by NASA, all of it is CGI. When you take the Nikon P900X cameras, I don't know if that's like, they're sponsored, but I hope Nikon <laughs> is not sponsoring the fucking flat earth, no trolls. You can actually zoom in enough to do a few things. One being you can actually focus on the stars, which would prove they are not light years away because they think that the sun is like just next door and everything is really close. They think like basically if you jump too high, you'll headbutt the moon. So hang on though, but (laughs) if you zoom in on the stars, you'll see they're not miles away. How? In what sense? (laughs) What's the metric for that? Because you've 
Because what happens when you zoom in, yeah. it's the way it works is it brings it closer to you. There's a little sign on it that says 400 right miles to Earth. <laughs> you can see your reflection in the star. Um, and the thing about it, yeah, so you can focus on the stars, which proves they're close. And number two is you can prove they're in the same focal range as the moon, brackets, inside the firmament, whatever that means. Actual stars look like energy in its purest form, hovering in their places. The planets are essentially larger, brighter stars known as the wandering stars, but are the same thing for all intents and purposes. Oh, thanks. So good, good. That's them. That's, that's an entire themselves. branch of science <laughs> dismissed. Just why bother with it? Yeah. Fuck it. They're just, they're just big as, to, the, you know, to all intents and purposes, they're just big stars. Yeah. They're not uh, wandering They're not stars at all sometimes. physically, chemically, or biologically different. Nah. Um, and all, any and all research on it. Has uh, it's nonsense, isn't it? Has has simply been a a lie propagated by a Jewish conspiracy working with the UN. That's what they think. Yeah, because there is, as both me and our friend Dan has now noticed, a huge crossover in uh, denying the shape of the Earth and Holocaust denial. Like there seems to be oh. not even an undertone. Like it just seems to come up in every few posts. That's interesting. It's like incredibly anti-Semitic. People who deny the Holocaust, they are quite often considered to be the last bastions of truth in an otherwise well, pitifully dishonest world. Yeah. We hold them up as like leaders of society. Yeah. And moral as well. Oh, Not just intellectually uh, superior, but morally. I guess if you were trying to tell me the shape of anything and you hadn't denied at least one Holocaust, then I just don't know if I could trust you. What about the Armenian genocide? Are they on board with that? or If there is a fact to deny these people will do so with gusto they don't even believe in armenia (laughs) (laughs) i think the past just in general is basically yesterday was just one of the government's lies (laughs) (laughs) fucking nasa they're doing it for money don't ask (laughs) (laughs) they're being paid by the watch company they channel it straight to thoth okay look i'm going to give you some quick fire uh, facts now. Facts. Because I, I don't want to read it all out to you. So, meteors and comets. No evidence has been found of them being anything other than discharges of energy from the firmament. Um, how... Well, just, I wonder... No, don't worry about it. No, I wonder how you... Uh, how you come to the position where um, you feel qualified to simply deny literal uh, yeah, centuries... Wonder. Of research mm. and refinement and evidence it's been like and experimentation known about the sphere of the earth and it's and just to say there's no evidence of this like when yeah. there blatantly is an entire science devoted to it it's just it it baffles me yeah the confidence is quite shocking um the craters on the moon can be from many things a potato under 20,000 volts turns white and develops craters Pictured below. <laughs> no. So, they have, no, so that's done. They have not posted <laughs> they, a picture of a potato in order no, no, to in order to dismiss the entire the science of astronomy. <laughs> They're very very similar little bodies, aren't they? Earth's potato, they call the moon in science. Um, here's another fact. Most religious text describes above the firmament, above the firmament, sorry, as waters, very likely just a light inside electrically charged waters. Also mentioned in the Testament of Solomon, it's suggested that they're demons trying to ascend the firmament and failing. So that's meteors. That's when, when you see like Halley's Comet, it's a demon failing again, (laughs) 
on its Wait, like 16-year cycle. Sorry, or these Holocaust-denying, science-evading loons, they're not, they're not religious, are they? I mean, I wouldn't say they I, all because are. I, because you, I mean, you did mention something about God creeping beneath the, the flat earth. Yeah, he's hiding under there yeah, to but, stop all the demons with his big fly swatter. But they, oh, they, that, that's what they, so the Bible yeah. is their evidence. That's, well, I mean, the Half, Bible's all, everyone's mo- evidence. Most of it written by the same Jews that they believe are running the conspiracy to that's deny them. it. Yeah. Um, why do things fall down if not by gravity? Why down in a vacuum? This is a simple issue of density oh, and okay. buoyancy. This is actually my favourite thing that I've. I am really excited about this. this. Come on! Before I do, though, let me just tell you that satellites. This is the sentence about them. Satellites. You can argue all day about them, but facts are facts. All the pictures of them are cartoons. (laughs) That's done. (laughs) They're all dealt with. Next. (laughs) Uh, So the the problem that they have with gravity is that obviously. Our understanding of gravity is based on like mass. It's a, some force that we don't fully understand that's related to like mass. And I'm not a physicist, so I apologize if I garble this. But if they, if they maintain that we're a plane, then we wouldn't be attracted to the same, because a sphere, you're the same distance from the center of gravity equally. Yeah. Uh, if we flatten it out, then if you're on the edge, you'd be being pulled towards the middle. Inward. Not not downwards. Mm-hmm. So the whole concept of down, like if you're in Australia or the fucking Thoth, you drop your coffee and it would just spill to the side like a fucking airbender. Um, now I've not noticed that happening. You might have a different experience, but what it comes down to is a simple issue of density and buoyancy. You drop lead, it falls. And this is a great phrase. You drop helium, it rises. Not, not <laughs> I call dropping drop, in that you case. Drop also, dropping well. helium. If you just if you just got a handful of helium, you let it go. Yeah, you'll never you know guess. what it's like. You're waiting for a bus. You reach into your pocket. There's a bus ticket there. Pull out, some pull out a bit of helium. Just chuck it on the floor. Up it goes. Right up into God's little attic. Into the firmament. Um, in a vacuum, things still naturally know which way down is, simply because down is always down. It's not only down when you make up theories about outer space. So there are two things to unpack there. No, things, what, what, but, things but no, know. No, but no, but no, but no, 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 stop. What? Stop. What's up? Them What's up? and you, all of it. It's, it's just, What's I can't wrong? take any more drivel. But things know which way down Their is. whole idea of down is based on gravity. No, you're very silly and things wrong. Fall, they, in order to deny gravity, they've had to invent a force that is identical to gravity. <laughs> but wait. But works explain, less. They've explained, or at least now this is a contentious, so I apologise to all our Flat Earth listeners um, for, for taking a side on this, but one of the sides maintains that the reason that we feel the effects of gravity, so the reason that I drop something and it falls down, is because... The whole disk that we're on, the whole Earth, is accelerating upwards at a constant speed of 9.8 metres per second squared um, and has been since the dawn of man. We haven't reached like the speed of light yet for some reason. And, but the, we're just and the sun and the moon, they're forever. coming. They're, they're, they're in for the ride. They're <laughs> on for the long haul. Fucking what they called set in Anubis, can't yep. cling on long enough. But how mad... 
to make such it's such a more complicated answer well that doesn't like, make any sense that at, at some point as you say you would simply reach the speed of light and then that would be it i think the speed of light is probably another conspiracy oh, that oh yeah no sorry I'm, i think if they told us what it really was we'd all be able to run so fast that we'd run like straight up past the summer gate is there any is there any particular uh, explanation for the fact that even though we're constantly accelerating and have been for Mm-hmm. however long they believe the flat earth to have been here. I suppose that's probably another interesting question. Yeah. But, about 10 minutes. Um, like, do they have a reason for why we're not constantly feeling ever more pushed into the earth? Oh no, it's just the same as like just spinning on the earth as, as you would anyway. Um, no, no, although, no, no, don't move on. No, 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 <laughs> no it's just the on. same as that. <laughs> no, it's not it's, just the same but as that. What's interesting is that's the answer is that it is just the same as that. But then the other faction is like there is a major school of flat earth thought, which is like obviously it's all bullshit because if I'm on a merry-go-round, I can feel that I'm spinning. If I'm standing on a ball floating through space, hurtling around the sun, then like I'd know about it is basically the argument. So they try and have their cake and eat it too which is um, quite characteristic of the movement. Yeah, that does seem to be uh, somewhat inherent to the entire pursuit. Yeah. The final word on gravity, though. Things always, things again, things always rearrange according to density in a controlled environment. A vacuum would be nothing, and nothing is less dense than something. So things fall down through it. And that's that's the end of that story. They do fall. They're not pushed up. Uh, Well, you know, fall is a semantic term. But the very last point they make... um, what difference does it make is the question. This is a very poetic turn of phrase because they do have a knack for like, they like their memes and they like their semi-biblical language. Like you can tell that most of them learn what many three-syllable words are from gospel right. as a concept. Flat earth is the ice over the lake of truth. Once you realise they've lied this hard, you begin to see the other truths. This world is under spiritual assault. Oh, you may dear. just notice soon, dot, dot, dot. Or maybe you already have. Spiritual assault. That's it. That's the, is that, that, those, and those were, the, uh, those were the aforementioned demons. <laughs> That's probably them, yeah. Um, if you doubt Flat Earth, I told you at the beginning, you could research some of the following. So there are some that are like oh, yeah. understandable. Uh, and I use that term without irony because they are just like Flat Earth things. So like... Uh, See, I've said that, and now that I look at them, they are actually all mad. Fake moon landings, like you can see why they'd be Googling that. Yeah. Um, but then there are some that I just wonder what connection. They seem quite tangential to the, the keys here. Gyroscopic eyeballs is, is one of them. Gyroscopic Can't... eyeballs? <laughs> just just why not? Gyroscopic eyeballs? What do they <laughs> That's mean? That's the one. I don't, I don't know. What, no, no uh, just say you don't know. What, do they, what look, does that even I mean? I haven't an researched idea? it. He told me to research and I haven't. Okay. What, um, what's the relevance? Well, I think that's Tony knows his relevance. All right. Don't doubt him. Some quick ones, compasses, sundials, cold moonlight, star trails. Like this is more standard stuff. Then there's just helicopters. They get really vague. Railroads. Bridges, <laughs> why do I railroads? Lighthouses. Lighthouses? What, why doesn't the light just fly off into the, into the firmament? <laughs> <laughs> why is it going a why straight line? Why does crash into them? It is an absolute... Oh, and there's one more thing that I was... Oh, I'd almost forgotten this again. I meant to bookmark this one, but I couldn't. 
they have this there are two great linguistic tropes that i've observed so far one is given that they're mostly very stupid people Mm -hmm. and look if you believe in the flat earth um you are no offense but you are stupid and in that regard i'm sure you could educate yourself and stop being so utterly ignorant but that's on your clock um because of the kind of overall lack of education there's a lot of spelling errors and that's fine you know it's the internet you don't have to type for a, a formal audience but in the same way that we love spelling mistakes like Sweeney Tood and this, the tiny single change oh, yeah. that makes a world of difference, a literal world of difference in this case, I've seen more than 12 times in like the last hour someone talk about fat. Uh, <laughs> I'm just believing in different aspects of the fatter. It's just like lovely. It sounds like something ISIS would say about like Western decadence the and gluttony. Isn't it like, so good? You will perish on your fat earth. <laughs> <laughs> and then so one of the points that they have to um to kind of for us to research, they've got sun dogs. No, um, but, but oh, sorry, fine. no, just sun, just, a, just just no, just come on. For me, I don't know about it. Just myself, a little bit of what you haven't looked this up yet. I'm googling it as we speak. Let's find out. A sun dog. Oh, I do know about this. It's just an atmospheric phenomenon where uh, you see like... A where the world is halo spherical. The <laughs> and then, yeah, you see a bit of a halo of the sun and then God creeps out from underneath the firmament and punches a demon out of the sky and oh, may or may not be a comet. I see. Now, I don't know the um, what argument they're making because sun dogs are a real thing, so I don't know why they're, they're uh, leaning on that. But they have this great one. Um, the right, and this is a right-leaning community, have this obsession with like single words, like libtard was, oh, yeah. was the uh, the rigueur, yeah, that they think are like such perfect put-downs encapsulated in a single bit of language that they can just throw out. And it's amazing and that they the think that got... they're so um, effective, like mm. like it's a sort of kryptonite to anyone. Yeah left of centre that if you like say you libtard it, you they just, just turn into a moth it's like throwing holy water on a vampire or something we just hiss and yeah. scurry away into the darkness <laughs> one of the great enemies of the community as you would expect it's Neil Armstrong it's Buzz Aldrin it's those liars oh, yeah, who went to LA and with Kubrick yep, I think yep definitely um, probably funded by the Jewish conspiracy as far as Almost they're concerned they're really they faked the moon landings and what they did right apparently according to point six here he hasn't sourced it but you know tony we trust him they didn't swear on the bible that they'd been there now i don't know when it came up that they had to that was probably like tony accosted them in the street he was probably the guy that buzz aldrin decked in that amazing oh yeah of of when one man has had enough of being called a liar (laughs) for doing one of the most obscenely brave endeavors in human history um but this term they have for for those pioneers <laughs> is astronaut. And not <laughs> is in capital letters. <laughs> and they this term, like once you see it, it's just Fuck everywhere. They're so off. proud of it. It's just so sweet. But also within that sweetness is a real sorrow that is ultimately more profound than the humour could ever be. So yeah, what I'm saying is Hop aboard. Uh, no trolls. Like, if you're a troll, you leave that in the door. If you're a troll. This no. is for serious scientific inquiry. I've been getting involved in a few of the discussions because there was um, 
a woman who posted to say that her kid had been to a theme park or something and he'd gone on one of those rides where you like stand against the wall and it spins. Oh, that was so good. And because of uh, centripetal force, well, not because of that, because the Earth's a disc, like some magic happens and you end up on the wall. Whereas she was like, if the Earth was a sphere, wouldn't he just have fallen straight through the floor? And people were like, even we at Flat Earth Not Trolls are not going to stand for this level of stupidity. I always like when communities that are like that fringe turn against each other because they're like, look, we believe a lot of bullshit, but that is the straw Come on, break the camera. You're making back. us look silly. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> we were we and were then, just in the middle of a of a discussion about the current location of Thoth the moving island. <laughs> and you when come you in here it. with your fucking fairground nonsense. <laughs> Get out. You make me sick. You and don't vaccinate your kid, by the way. You absolute you. globist astronaut. <laughs> Get on the fat earth train or get out. <laughs> There's also my favorite post of all time, all time being the day I've spent there, is uh, from a serial poster. And he's posted what is simply a cargo boat on the sea uh, with this <laughs> open water and the open sky. What he's done, he's rotated it 180 degrees. So the, uh, the boat is facing down, which is always down. And, and uh, uh, things yeah, always know which done. way down is. Yeah. Like, think, you know, things, they know stuff. Don't Inanimate. They? Yeah. Knowledge based. Um, and he's put as the caption, gravity, some strong MF. He's gone for the meme language. And then the comment is, uh, but the seagull that just flew off one of the containers defeated it easily. And I replied, seagulls also weigh a lot less than a boat, in my experience. <laughs> no likes. They weren't picking that up. No. But, but any, any comeback? Adopt it. No, no oh, okay. they just left that. Um, so my only involvement so far has been that and then requesting that someone didn't use the word downsy to describe people who, quote, defends the globe look. Well, I don't know what he meant by that. I assume he means globists. Yeah. But he was like, is it just me or does everyone... He was basically like, doesn't everyone who doesn't think the Earth is some kind of magical disc look like they're disabled so i was like well let's not let's not do that let's, have another <laughs> let's, let's not die on that particular hill when there are plenty yeah. of others for us to die on it's like, like the God, holocaust you've denial got, you've already done the holocaust denial like just leave it there you've, you've peaked in country my call for our listenership is to subtly involve yourselves in this group whether it's just educating yourself as to the full extent of human madness or you know diving in in a more hands-on way and really getting taking them to task over some of their more bullshit statements yeah will you be you're allowed to look now because i added you and then told you you couldn't look i am going to be right in there i expect to be tagged in anything to do with upside down certainly promise to do so fantastic okay look let's get back to proust it's been one long tangent we've learned a lot about the flat earth we've learned a lot about jamie and his horrible disco of tragedy we're only going to do one or two, depending on how long we take, and then we're going to get straight to email and iTunes reviews and all that I, fun. I think you mean shame mail. Shame mail. Oh, how could I forget such a well-named feature? <laughs> such, um, a, such a well-thought-out <laughs> name. Yeah. It's a very original name for a very original feature. Definitely right? not the first thing we thought of. No, that, that would not be like us at all. We spent a whole episode coming up with the title for this show. We put thought into every oh. facet of it. Um <laughs> 
Number 21. We left off at if you were to die and come back as a personal thing, what would it be? And I can't remember either of our answers. I think I said I was oh, you were going to be shuffle. As, yeah. I, I don't know what I was. Oh, yeah. I was going to be God. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was it. I was going to live under the The diff. most revealing answer of all. <laughs> Though also the least surprising. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Number 21. Easy. I think I know our answer. Where would you most like to live? Oh. And why? Somewhere next to an underground station, thanks. Yes. <laughs> All I ask for is that when I search for property to rent in London, the first nine pages in my price range don't all turn out to be parking spaces. Because that is just the greatest Generation X insult that you could ever throw. It's a horrible tragedy. Or like an office space. It's just, um, it's a shame. Did it? you that see the, uh, there was a great tweet the other day that was about, some guy who'd renovated his home and built his uh-huh. dogs a little uh, room underneath the stairs mm. that was basically the size of any regular dog house, but it had like a little picture on the wall of the dog and a dog <laughs> bed in it. And someone just retweeted it saying, you could rent that out in London for 800 a month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're simply not wrong. There was an like, uh, Airbnb. There was another that I really enjoyed from an account hateably and despicably called I Heart 80s. Oh dear. Um, that was a picture of a handle that you use to um, wind down the windows in a car. Uh-huh. And it said, uh, oh, millennials won't even know what this is. Retweet if you know. And someone <laughs> retweeted it saying, is this affordable housing? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's great for two reasons. One is it's a great joke. And also, unless it was ironic, millennials are like 30, like the upper end of the millennial generation definitely yep. lived during handles yep. as a concept. As someone was saying, well, of course we know what, know what this fucking is. Jetsons. The people, because the people who ran the 80s have made it so that no one our age can afford a car made after 95. <laughs> I've only, I only own a handle, yeah. which the car is yet to come. I just wind piece it sadly as I walk. <laughs> as I walk past all the I just used, parking just spaces. use the door as a shield. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sad. But yes, London, near a tube station. Yep. Don't want to be the fucking overground. have any more than that. Oh, come on, guys. What even is it for? No one wants any of the stops on it. And that comes from someone who lived by an overground stop. Um, okay, number 22. This is good quickfire. What is your most treasured possession and why? Difficult one, I think, actually. Yeah, I, I don't really like any things I think, that I own. But I think we should disregard things that are, like, functional. Because, in a way, like, the thing that I check I have the most is my phone. That's yeah. really boring. But that's just because it's representative of, like, communication as a concept. So you must have some, like, squirreled away treasure that reminds you of some... Uh, being dumped at a disco do you have the strawberry laces from that <laughs> yeah. night still tied together into an i hate connor farmer banner yeah that's the one they're they're just they're, they're, i've tied them into one of those uh voodoo dolls from the blair witch project that they find <laughs> hanging uh not really i don't i i have kept things from previous relationships but mostly to kind of laugh at looking back <laughs> nice um I suppose if I had to pick something, which I, is I suppose is which I, umbilical which I suppose is it's the whole point of doing the questionnaire is that Pretty I do much. have to come up with an answer. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that it would have to be my copy of White Noise. Oh, why? A few reasons. One, I can't think of anything else. It's the nearest I, object I to own. me, geographically. <laughs> this empty can of 1664. <laughs> I've got it right here next to my helium that I just yeah. dropped. Um, but no, I, I just, I think it's the most incredible book. And I think it mm. has probably more than anything influenced my own writing. What little of it I have mm. done. <laughs> but whenever I think about <laughs> writing, it's always there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I think it, I've read it about four times, this one copy. So it's all like crooked spined and, and you know, like loose leaf and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, it just feels like a treasured old book should, oh, which is kind of... smell nice? Yeah, it does. And That's speaking good. about it in that kind of sense is ironically the sort of message that the... <laughs> that the book tries to dissuade you from. Oh. But uh, but yeah, I suppose that I would I would choose that. I can't really think of anything else that I ain't like I mean I said it, it to to one of the answers previously. I don't really like things. I don't spend my money mm. on things. The most money I've spend ever spent single-handedly was uh, I bought the complete box set of Frasier for 49 pounds. Oh wow. I think that's probably that's the, the most you've ever. I think that's probably the most. What about like a laptop or something? Thing. Uh, oh yeah, I suppose a laptop. But mm. that was so begrudgingly, mm. <laughs> only because I had to. And that's I fair. certainly don't treasure it because it's a fucking hunk of <laughs> junk. <laughs> that's going oh, at the first. It tries its best. <laughs> you launched a podcast on that laptop. Well, in a manner of speaking, I launched it. Well, I launched your... a podcast in the same room as, as yeah. this podcast, as this laptop. <laughs> Um, I think about yourself. Well, I'm. I have like a lot of attachment to objects, but they're never like because they're useful. It's just because I don't know. No, no, your, that has your room a is face. your room is literally filled. Yeah, <laughs> Isaac's plastic. bedroom is like when they when someone kills themselves, and then you go in, <laughs> you go in and you find that they've hoarded everything that they ever possessed. Yeah, but now you've made me sound mad. Well, you are. It's not, no, don't. I don't live The last life. three episodes have exposed you as the mentalist that you are. Okay? <laughs> Look, that you, like you the are great someone Alex Jones who doesn't me, feel... playing a character don't feel like you live in your own body. You want to scratch your own eyes out. People <laughs> used to say that you were imaginary and you've never thrown anything away because one day you feel like it could have a computer chip put inside it and serve as a functioning brain for your now deceased body. Do not, do not pretend to me and to my listeners that you are anything other than a completely broken man. (laughs) Well, I think that listeners can make up their own minds as to which of us, the calm, collected voice of reason, Isaac, or Declan with that, absolute onslaught of vulgar language there was a real bite to it that spoke to me of a man who'd been dumped at a disco and left only with laces in his hands and a dream on his lips um i watch titanic every night <laughs> just weep that's your most treasured possession i like to think that if we cut like if we did this live on with cameras you would have like panned yours down to like 15 different <laughs> copies a life-size leonardo dicaprio on a door but no, I'm not attached to, like, just random objects. They've got to have meant something. Don't you still have your ticket from Universal <laughs> Studios? 
I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I, you'd kept it for a year the last time I, I think I came down. Oh, is that because, because it, it says, says Isaac Berman Doyle? <laughs> <laughs> but listeners don't know my full name, so they won't know that's one. They, they will know it's funny because no one's called Bermina. You have also said your full crime. name on air several times. Oh, no, I was trying to keep anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing this under the impression that my identity was being kept separate. <laughs> My voice was being changed. You just put your photo on the I website. And I your did name. the editing. <laughs> I'm going to start just lowering it by three octaves until it's inaudible. Thanks for popping that artificial stutter on me, saying artificial stutter. Oh, in the did last you like that as well? Yeah, I, I did. forgot about that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Listeners will enjoy that. Go back and listen to 35 for that. Mine's probably going to be either this Elmo toy that I've had since I was about five. That was given to me by a girl called Bethany, who I was a bit in love with at the time. Um. And I've just had ever since and like travelled with me because I've moved house a lot. And Elmo's always been there. Um, I can't remember what the other one was going to be. Either Oh, that or uh, my cat Smokey who passed away during the time that we were in Glengarry. I remember. His favourite toy was this orange, well no, his second favourite toy actually, <laughs> was this orange fish on a string. And I've got that. And I really <laughs> Why like have it. you kept his second favourite Because toy? he was buried with his first favourite Oh, I see. Toy, <laughs> so you, you've gone for... Imagine if you'd like, pull, like pulled a bait and switch on him and buried him <laughs> with his second favourite toy. That's just like so you the, could uh, keep the first. Carol Ann Duffy poem about the second best bed or something that's supposed to be about how Shakespeare like wanted to fuck everyone. I've, that's a loose interpretation <laughs> of that. It's just about how he left, what's his name? Anne, the uh, second best bed, I think. It's a shame, Will. It's a shame that. All of Carol Ann Duffy's poems since becoming Poet Laureate have been <laughs> universally <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> what was that incredibly bad one that was like, was it about Brexit or the I election it, or something? I think it must have been. Shall I see if I can find we it? We should find quickly. it and analyse it one day. Uh, it was uh, quite a treat. Yeah, I know. I wonder if it is just a real uh, like curse or something. Not a real mm. curse, obviously, because that doesn't <laughs> exist. But... Just that everyone who's ever been Poet Laureate has been as shit as it. Was it Andrew Motion who who became Poet Laureate and then had writer's block for the entire time oh, that no. he was Poet Laureate? That's what, <laughs> that is dreadful. Maybe they choose Poet Laureate by someone that they don't want to work anymore. Like, <laughs> the Queen's doing a service to literature. She's like, pulls people out. Yeah. That's enough from you. Uh, but no, I think we should cover Caroline on another right, yeah. episode because we've got email to dive into. Oh, of course, yeah. Two or three, depending on if we want to briefly address. I think we can address Thought Monster because it's a very short thought. Okay. Uh, which could be the name of, if Thought Monster wants to contribute a regular feature, Short Thought is in the running for its title. Thought 13. Do you ever think about the fact, it's the classic setup, that platypuses are the only animal that can make their own custard, milk, and eggs, exclamation mark, thoughts. What do you ever think about that? Oh, well, firstly, I, I suppose I should be honest and say that I, no, I have not. I haven't ever thought about no, that. No, me neither. Um, secondly, I suppose that saying can make their own custard is a very relative term, as whilst <laughs> you're correct that they they do produce both of the, the necessary ingredients there, or at least the main constituent ingredients, mm. um, they possibly... And I'm not saying that they definitely do, but they possibly lack the opposable thumbs. And a kitchen. Yes, the equipment. Recipe book. And sentience to actually put those things together 
to make custard. And that is even if they would bother having any interest in it anyway. But that's just the great tragedy of the platypus, isn't it? Because it's got all the stuff, but it just doesn't know what to do with it. It's something to reflect on, I think. Thank you, Thought Monster, for that. We've had two hard-hitting, serious communiques. Shall we? Which would you like to start with? Uh, if we start with uh, Mark. Yes. Have you got it up? No. I thought that you okay, literally just said that you did. I have, I have, I have. Isaac and Declan. I thought I had the other day. The title, the subject is Evolution of Language. This is from Mark, our regular correspondent, who is in Paris. You could argue that the first form of written communication was cave paintings dating back some 40,000 years. Some theorise that these paintings were, at least in part, used to communicate with others. The Egyptians used hieroglyphs for about 3,500 years, starting about 5,000 years ago. After that, we have multiple written languages that are non-pictorial. Now, emojis are being are becoming more prevalent Sorry, in our written communications. Could written communications be about to complete a full circle? While emojis are useful to help convey emotion in text, it really would be a shame to lose all the beauty and complexity of the written word. Mark. Uh, thoughts on that, Declan? Um, it's an interesting idea. It is interesting I actually, idea. Um, I read a book last year called uh, This Is Not The End Of The Book, which mm-hmm. was a conversation between uh, Umberto Eco and... Yeah. Oh, what was the other guy's name? Carrier. And an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he lost it during those final years. <laughs> and uh, them discussing whether like the book is coming to an end. Do like these various forms of media uh, mean mm. that a book will no longer be necessary, whether that's just because it all go becomes Kindle or because the, the form of the novel will become irrelevant or be too long or mm-hmm. be too complex. And uh, they're actually quite optimistic in saying, don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> it's definitely not <laughs> the end of the book. Um, yeah. Which I suppose isn't the exact same issue, but it's quite, it's kind of a tangential one from that idea of, is language coming full circle? Is language going to deteriorate? Do, will we need words or can we simply uh, emote and converse through simpler, more digital, through the cyber? Mm. As uh, the cyber Mr. Trump know, would have us... <laughs> believe um Mm. but they're like no partly because they have like for so long um been like the most efficient method of kind of collecting and delivering texts that has kind of stayed essentially the same throughout its entire existence whereas various computer formats rapidly become redundant and they fall out of fashion and new things come in but then they fall out very quickly um so whereas technology as a whole may well um, become a more dominant format, a specific form of technology taking over seems less likely and therefore the book will p- probably endure just because mm-hmm. it is so reliable. Um, but I guess it's a separate issue, literature versus just everyday but, written communication. But I think that the... I think that the um, <clears throat> the argument probably holds across in some form in that the emoji, whilst it does kind of communicate something, it doesn't capture everything that language does. It's not as directly functional. And that's why we yeah. evolved. But that's isn't why. that just an argument for more emojis? Well, no, because you will reach a kind of point of diminishing returns, I suppose. 
I mean, that not that why we invented language in the first place? Because the pictures weren't quite enough. Mm. But is, then maybe the ideal is a blend of the two, though. Um, if you had, like, a huge... Well, especially given that, like, the very act of writing when you're using emojis is so different because you convey a loose concept and then your phone's like, hmm, do you want to use this emoji to represent that? And you're like, well, okay, I'll try it. If theoretically there were like millions of emoji and like they could get down to far more specific concepts than they currently do than like laughing, crying, looking like that paedophile moon that I fucking hate. <laughs> that full moon emoji is like made, made by and for criminals yep. exclusively. Um, if you could suggest pictures to replace single phrases or words to a, a varying like more or less accurate degree then some hybrid of emoji and text which is basically how the internet is written at the yeah. moment in informal discourse seems like it could emerge as uh i don't know if it would capture more but it would certainly capture more concisely uh, i suppose so, I mean, that's dependent on the kind of minutiae of emoji that become available, um, mm. whether it is as concise or whether it's as accurate, let's say. Um, although accuracy in, in language itself is obviously a spurious idea. But I think that it's you, you can't really, or it's far more difficult and far less efficient to vocalize emoji than it is simply mm. to vocalize a word. And therefore, I think that the persistence of spoken communication will mean that regular language probably will have the stronghold Is still. Is all right in the long run? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably Because there's, there's, there's no uh, advantage to saying gun picture or <laughs> like smiley yeah. face over simply either emoting that physically or, or just How about it. Um, a, a change then? How about emoji as punctuation? Because you, an exclamation mark is far less expressive and varied uh, than the various ways you can exclaim something. So, like crying with laughter, or just that upside is down the worst smiley emoji is of all time. The crying, crying with laughter, laughter emoji really is the death of humour. <laughs> you could have the most hilarious sentence in the world if it's followed by that; it becomes defunct and meaningless. Mm. Also, I find it's used very passive-aggressively quite often as well. It would be like, this guy, yeah. crying face. It's uh, also used yeah. in, in substitute for an argument. Like, okay, carry on yes. crying with laughter in your own tears <laughs> yeah. of ignorance. Upside down smiley, by contrast, is the best It's the most incredible available. invention of it's image. Versatile, it, it's versatile. Like, uh, it, 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 it's like the, uh, the pinnacle of design, isn't it? Because its simplicity is absolutely mm. absurd. And yet Imagine that everything. coming up in the meeting when they're like, right, okay, yeah. what other emojis? We've got happy, we've got sad, we've got cats, we've got shit, which I deeply regret them <laughs> ever doing because uh, it spawned a whole new generation of scatological humour that we could just have done without, I think, as a world. And then the person who just put their hands up, hope it was like a little intern. They're like, what have you got? And he stands up, like the music swells, and he goes to the board and draws. For some reason, this is a board that rotates. Keep that in mind. He draws two dots for eyes, a single semicircle for a mouth, and they're like, the room is just pregnant with confusion. What, what's he doing? We've already invented the smiley. That's the fucking most obvious. And then he just spins it upside down, lets off one party popper, 
and that man was Steve Jobs. <laughs> and this the end. He was always pulling that face, his head yeah. upside down, <laughs> wrong way up. He would not stop. And some say it's what led to his early death. I mean, the jury is out. Um, also, one quick, uh, we've got another email to get on to, but I was just thinking about um, like linguistic determinism, like in Arrival, which is a mixture of disproven. Well, there are like two forms that it takes. The concept, if anyone's not familiar, is that the language, not just the language you speak, but language as a concept shapes thought. And whilst the hard version is basically dead, the, there are like weaker versions and elements of the concept which are in play. So I wonder if you grew up in a world where emoji communication is the standard. I wonder if there's any sense in which you might limit your modes of expression or thought to the kind of available palette of what you can represent emoji wise. Mm. So like if there wasn't an emoji for it, I might just not say it. And that's a, that would be a bit of a shame. That would be sad. But also that might be bullshit because I did just make it. <laughs> that's like flat earther. <laughs> now look, that may have sounded spurious and indeed it was. And you may think that this is a podcast that's not based in a kind of academic rigor uh, which we've never pretended to oh, be, but me. I'm here to tell you that we've got listeners in high places. Right? <laughs> Matt has emailed in subject line episode 35. So that's, yeah, that was our last one. Great episode chaps. I love the reaction of some of your peers to you, Declan, getting an 85 on your dissertation, mainly perhaps because I'm a uni professor and I get that from students all the time. So let's just pause quickly. This is a professor <laughs> At a real university <laughs> who listens to us waffle on about all manner of flat earth bullshit. <laughs> Presumably, like, he didn't just tune in episode 35, like, by accident. I'm going to guess yeah, that he's Well, no, there's clues before. later on to imply that that's not the mm. case. And that just, when that email arrived, we were both, we weren't, like, talking at the time, but I just stopped and went straight to Facebook yep. and I was like... Look what's I, happened. And I was reading it at the, at that very moment <laughs> with the same it was uh, like, like childish excitement. Yeah, it's so validating. Um, so yeah, uh, mainly be ha- perhaps because I'm a uni professor and I get that from students all the time. Quote, I think the grades you gave me must be wrong because it doesn't reflect the amount of time and effort I put into it. I love how... This is an amazing <laughs> just description. just so here. disdainful. Very hard to respond diplomatically to those sometimes. <laughs> For staff... Teaching in general and marking in particular is a bit of a shame and best avoided, really. I like the idea that it, I don't know if he means it, but it sounds like he wants to avoid both teaching and marking. You're in the wrong job, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the good work. I hope your listenership grows and that exciting and well compensated career opportunities arise. I tell you what. Thanks for the optimism. I will will eat this podcast (laughs) if I see so much as a penny (laughs) for any work that I ever output in this world. Uh, Also, my daughters love your theme music. This is a family man. This is a real adult. This is it. Like someone someone went to university. Yeah. They got several qualifications. Yeah. Several more than we have. They became a professor. Yeah. In, in their chosen field, yep. they, they, they started down. a family. Yeah. 
they have they have daughters, they have children. And then one day, their life just took them in the direction of a stupid Comic Sans album art with a happy dog. <laughs> in a small party <laughs> hat. <laughs> and here we are today. Uh, it just amazes me that this sequence of events is possible. That someone somewhere yeah. both is a normal person <laughs> with an actual <laughs> life and enjoys listening to us. And look, we're not saying that the rest of our listenership are, you know, idiots, children, hopeless, but most of you don't get in touch with us, right? So if you want to, like, if we have anyone out there, and I don't mean this as a challenge, but it is, if you can top being an actual professor at university, get in touch and we'll have some kind of weird, like, fantasy football league where we all imagine which of you would win in a fight. That's amazing. Um, the end we'll of the top email is... You. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't give that, that idea away. We've got a good merch idea, guys. I've given it away. It's top trumps. <laughs> We've reinvented I mean, it. In, in telling me not to give the idea away, you inadvertently told there everyone. It it's out there. We're going to do shame trumps or something, but a better name than that. <laughs> top shames. Shame trumps. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, my daughters love you. Top trumps. Any links. Stop it. Top. Don't ever say that again. Any links to other tracks recorded by the group, I will do so. I will link to, uh, this is my friend Jacob Rainbow. You can Google him. He has like a load of music out there. Um, but I will email you stuff back. And thank you to both of our emailers. Very high standard of emails at the moment. It's really getting better with each week, isn't yep. it? It's, it's, uh, it's encouraging. It's all we've ever wanted. Yeah. Someone to it's fucking lovely. notice it's just nice to know that you're there. Oh. It's lovely. I feel very heart warmed by it. So this leads us so much. I feel heart warmed. <laughs> oh, we're supposed to talk about reviews as well. Oh, God, yeah. This is a long episode. Because we, um, we, I mean, we did very much say yes, that if did. you sent us a nice review or uh, at least a review that stood out, that we would read it out, yeah. that we'd talk about you on the show. But then what we did, listeners, and is look, our classic. Oh. Put out an idea. Bait and switch. <laughs> Put out an idea, promise you something, and then wholly fail <laughs> to deliver. Like we've done <laughs> with our secret shames. That was a second one was supposed to be out by now, about a week or so ago. Like oh, yeah. we did That's coming like we month. did with the guest segment <laughs> that took off That's so coming. astronomically. No, look, our commitment at the moment is that we're either gonna get a guest or be a guest on another show once a month is our aim. So hold us to that. Um, look, shall I just quick fire through these five reviews that are the latest ones? Like, absolutely. Just rush through them and we'll absolutely congratulate One them. of my favourites, five stars. Isaac and Declan make me laugh every episode. With all the garbage <laughs> going on in the world, I look forward to their podcast every week. That's from Kevin Asaurus from Canada. Thank you, Kevin. We love you very much. Uh, it exists from Toby. <laughs> this is our Toby. Sometimes I think I'm doing all right. Then these idiots remind me life is pointless. These boys need more Jesus. Five Toby, stars. Toby, you've Thank got you. it the wrong way around. We need less yeah. Jesus, and there's far less <laughs> Jesus and coming. More flat earth. <laughs> yeah, um, love these two. Says MN fanatic. How can you not love two guys with accents talking about anything and everything? They draw you in with their accents and keep you hooked with their stories. She's made us sound like horrible little English Spider Man, <laughs> and I don't mean like Spider Man. I mean like men who are spiders. <laughs> Spider Man is nothing as nothing as grand as being the Spider Man. I was so fucked off when I learned that Spider Man couldn't even shoot web. Because he's not anything like a spider. Oh, what? That it's he got just, bitten by um, a spider and like he could tell the future and be a bit strong. Yeah. Just like and spiders. And he has aren't. like little capsules. I hate him. He's still my favourite hero, actually. Oh, you know you're done for when you start giggling out loud alongside them. Their only flaw is their lack of love for true crime podcasts. Wink emoji. 
And uh, look, I don't want to start an argument with someone who's given us five stars. Uh, so I won't. Really fun listening, says Davalina. Great chat and really entertaining listening. These guys are addictive to listen to and I'm always looking forward to more. Who knew so many things in the world can go wrong? <laughs> is, that our, is that like our I message? Think, <laughs> so we've, oh, we haven't approached this with a, an air of cynicism, have we? <laughs> Weird. But I'm so optimistic, actually. I love the world. And then this is our favourite one because it contains something that I'm going to like pledge now that if my career takes off. This is going to be on every DVD cover. (laughs) Every like, every like theater, every speech introduction. This is Uh it. Fantastic. Five stars. Thank you, Matt from Australia. These two young men talk about nothing better than anyone I've ever heard. Consistently and simultaneously witty, clever, and very, very dull. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. It's the best compliment I've ever received. (laughs) I just cut it's a lovely bit of language because it's it's he's done that thing of like corporate culture where you like it's what they call it like a praise burger oh, or yeah. something where you like lead with positive end with positive and then stick a little like like the feedback that you actually need to give in the middle consistently and simultaneously witty clever and very very dull, very dull. <laughs> I don't know how they managed to do it Give it a few episodes and they'll feel like old friends. Ones you keep meaning to catch up with, but never seem to care. That's very much like us. (laughs) Highly recommended. That's a delightful review. Thank you to We made a list, didn't we, when we left university of all the people that we were going to stay in touch with between us. I sort of divvied them up. (laughs) And and it was it was a short list to begin with. And I think we I think we stuck to about four percent cut it in about four percent of a list that included seven people. That's not a normal thing to do, is it? Mine's like to sit down and actually make a a written list. And then there were some that that we literally like divvied up between us to be like, okay, well you stay friends with them and then if they seem worth it, I'll jump I'll jump on board (laughs) the get on that ship. And then if not, it's then there's only horrible. there's only half as many people who have to unfriend them and cut them out of their lives again. <laughs> oh dear, that's a shallow shame, bench. And this has been a shallow that's a shame bench with our shallow bench. But look, it's getting more shallow in some ways, but broader every day as we open our arms to you, the listeners. And we do want to hear from you. Tas at shame.city is the way to email. Tas at shame.city. There's a contact form at shame.city as well. What shall our call to action this week be that no one will listen to? We've said, like, if you tell us what your life is like, because I just want to get a little snapshot of who listens. Oh, we, we wondered if you um, have um, any school disco stories, because they, they are the last bastion of uh, Oh, yeah, school shame. disco stories. That would be lovely. And basically, just any thought you have will make its way to air, because I, I think keeping it erratic and keeping the remit fairly broad is what's going to bring out the best and maddest if Thought Monster is anything to go by. That means we're able to do even less planning. <laughs> and less theming in the show yeah. itself, because we don't have to come up with segments and jingles oh, and all dreadful. that. Bull shit. Okay, Declan, where else can people get in touch? They can get in touch with us on Twitter, Isaac. Mm. Uh, they can find the show at That's a Shamecast, or they can find us individually. Myself at Cynical Declan, and Isaac at Isaac BD. And of course, True. if you'd like your review read out, shame.city slash review. Yeah, or just itunes search it or you know anywhere podcasts are you can leave a review uh five stars only please because we love you that much (laughs) and sorry if that was a bit narcissistic of us to read out these reviews but we have been promising that we do it for a long time and so there was rather a backlog there won't normally be five um 
but that's we have to stick to very very dull that's part of our brand now yeah <laughs> other than that more forms uh, coming your way soon i'm sure <laughs> a bit more bureaucracy oh yeah check check out that's a shame cast twitter because there's a little video of the mug that emily sent me oh yeah uh, that says word of mouth is best of mouth because word of mouth as we know is the best of mouth so tell a friend about the show it's the only way we'll grow not in a horrible like tumorous or tendril like growth on your brain way in a nice like friendly mist that everyone inhales and it tastes of sunshine that kind of vibe uh other than that though i think that's it. This has been episode 36. I've been Isaac. It's I been a long episode. Been You've been Declan. Lovely. And we'll see you on Wednesday. See you Love then, you guys. lots. Look for the bare necessities. Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Necessities of life will come to you.